Of course, as you know, I've teamed up with the Kent County Health Department. They're amazing there. A tireless group of uh, hardworking individuals who, well, they've been through a lot, uh, to say the least. And uh, But still, despite all things pandemic-related, they still have very important things that need to be uh, addressed and make sure that the public is aware of. And Bree Carlson from the Kent County Health Department is my guest via audio only, uh, along with her lifeline, Jennifer Gudis, who uh, we're going to talk about August being Breastfeeding Awareness Month. So hello to you both. How are you? Hello, Eric. We are well. Thanks for having us. It is, uh, it's my pleasure. So, um, you know, when, when people hear Breastfeeding Awareness Month, that's pretty, I mean, what do, you, what, 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 do, what do we want of people to be aware of? What is important to know? Yeah, that's a super good question. So, um, from the from the standpoint of the county, we we hold firm to the belief that human milk is known to have countless benefits um, to mom and to baby. So, um, just to touch on some of those, the benefits range from improved immunity to a lower risk of heart disease. Yet, the sad fact is that right around only forty percent globally of infants are breastfed until six months of life. Um, there's like, for instance, in preterm infants, there's a disorder, a GI disorder specifically called necrotizing enterocolitis, but over the, and it's devastating. I mean, it, it can result in death, but what has happened through research, especially over the last 10 years is that breast milk is so protective that it has been found to prevent necrotizing enterocolitis. And so again, this is specifically in preterm infants. So that's just you know one entity that shows how physically protective breast milk is. But you know, as we move further and get out of this pandemic in particular, we just want to strive for healthier communities overall. We know that from the beginning, this can really be the start with breastfeeding. So are we talking about like a campaign to encourage moms? that's the way you want to feed your baby as opposed to going to the store and buying a can? Um, our, you know, from, from the WIC standpoint, our, our point is that in the most important point is that babies are fed, right? Okay. So okay. if a mom, so whatever form that comes in, WIC is going to support. WIC has a breastfeeding entity, WIC, uh, you know, in the food packages does have a formula entity, but as it is with, pediatricians, as it is with neonatologists, anybody in the health community, you lead with the, the hope and you lead with the counseling that human milk is best. And so our hope is that parents would start with providing human milk in, in any form, really, because not only can moms put babies directly to breast, but they can also pump and give via bottle. Um, you know, some moms obviously go back to work, they work full time. And so pumping and giving in a bottle is, is something that is, um, you know, really much more attainable. We're going to support mom no matter what. And the most important thing is babies of getting fed, but really in light of the formula shortage too, we've seen increases with breastfeeding um, and, and moms providing human milk to their babies. So that would be our goal. Make sure babies fed and the hope in education lies with providing human milk. Uh, some some moms cannot provide milk. Isn't that right? Isn't that, I mean, because I mean, or sometimes a child won't latch appropriately. Doesn't, I think that happened with my with my firstborn. We had a, a, an issue with him uh, latching. 
And, and so we were kind of like, okay, we got to figure this out. So we would pump yeah. and give them, give them the milk that way. But yeah. Um, yeah. Is, does that happen where it, um, it, for one reason or another, a mother cannot provide? Yeah, there are a handful of reasons why a mom could not provide or even um, really from the medical standpoint, it would be recommended that they don't provide breast milk. But there are, there are workarounds to this. Like, as you mentioned, if latch is an issue because let's say the baby is, is tongue-tied or let's say mom is just lacking support, um, pumping is obviously always an option. Sometimes there are other things that you know, if they were to come see us, some come see a peer counselor, come see uh, an IBCLC, there are ways to overcome it. There's different positions, different latch, um, you know, evaluation tools that we can use, that type of thing. But then there's the handful of reasons why a, why a mom medically may not be able to. So once that's determined, obviously that's going to help decide what what we can do for a mom. But Regardless, we're there to, you know, to support mom um, in, in what she wants to do. Um, take me through. I remember there's been uh, there was I don't know if it's so much nowadays, but wasn't there a period of time when when moms were shunned for feeding their babies? Is that is that also included in this that, you know, you you, you should never feel like uh, you're being shunned or, or never allow anyone to shun you? How do you guys uh, stand concerning all that? Well, correct. We would, um, in, in terms of shunning, if you want to look back on breastfeeding rates over the last, I would say, 70 years, it's kind of been this ebb and flow of, um, you know, in the, in the 30s and 40s when breast milk, or when um, formula started to be more marketed or something that parents could buy, on the shelf, it became very savvy to stop breastfeeding. And then there was a big push again during the, I would say the 70s, maybe late 60s and 70s um, for breastfeeding to occur again, kind of that there was, you know, a huge push in research and it started coming to be that, you know, human milk was protective. And then as women started, you know, potentially entering the workforce that Abbott went again to formula feeding. Well, as, as, Time has gone up, has gone on, and historically speaking, breast pumps have gotten better. And so, for the moms going back to work, being able to pump milk has been able to be, you know, one outlet that they've been able to go through. Um, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't use the word shun. I, I would say that um, you may find, or moms may find, like in blog groups. Sometimes, unfortunately, there is shaming. Yeah, well, you know what I mean? Like sometimes people, I mean, I mean uh, to me, I was always shocked when, when I would hear stories about like a mom feeding a child. And then um, yeah. e even so much so that to me, it drives me crazy when I hear people say, well, you should cover up. And it's like, no, you shouldn't uh, just feed the baby. I, I, I've never understood why anyone would find that in any way offensive. And it, it, it offends me that people think that way. Yeah, I, I, I completely see that. And we, and I, at, at Kent County WIC, I mean, state of state of Michigan, we, you know, we feel the exact same way um, in terms of moms being able to, to breastfeed anywhere, anytime. Um, it is right. the it is the ideal way to feed a baby. And so 
unfortunately, yes, there there are there are circles, there are sects where shaming does unfortunately yeah. happen. And and, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's lack of education, sometimes it's family, sometimes it's friends. And so I think what what we work hard to do, especially with staff and and I mean, and I will say that with you know our, our big healthcare systems here in Grand Rapids and everywhere, we do really work hard to demystify. Um, I would say if we could devote probably even more time to demystifying and, you know, educating and going with that statement that that human milk or even a mom trying to give any amount of human milk is best. And we support her in that endeavor. You know, it's it just really has to do with what's best for mom, what's best for baby. And again, just knowing that baby is getting fed is our you know, overall major concern in all of this. Can you guys go into a little bit about uh, surrogates or milk donation? Is that, is that a, um, is that something that's possible or, or done even? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad you asked that actually. So um, as I had said earlier, we, we support human milk of any kind. So it can come in a bottle. It can come from breast. There are some moms, as we had alluded to earlier, that that can't breastfeed, or they may be lower volume producers. Um, there may be moms who have babies who are medically fragile, who were born at 23, 24 weeks gestation. And so, um, like developmentally speaking, for, for a mom who delivers a baby that early, it, it does take a lot more work and effort because breast milk like generally a woman's body isn't ready until later in gestation around 38, 39, 40 weeks for breast milk to come in. So with that being said, um, there are entities like the Human Milk Banking Association of North America that acts as a, um, they act as an entity. It's a non-for-profit company. There are multiple locations around the United States, upwards of around 50, but the Human Milk Banking Association basically accepts donations to process human milk to make it donor milk. So it's it's pasteurized, it's screened, it's tested, and then it dispenses donor human milk to primarily hospitals. But like for instance, the state of Michigan has a program with HIV positive moms that want to provide human milk and they, they can receive, a HIV positive mom could receive donor human milk to give her baby. So there, there are entities um, out there, like the Human Milk Banking Association, that would okay that as an option um, for moms who would want to. You know, we were talking uh, about about formula, and it's you would think that with the level of technology that we have, that they would be able to somehow replicate exactly the specifics and the amazing things about mother's milk, but that seems to be like impossible, right? Um, at this point, I'm sure there is a ton of research. I mean, we, you know, we've been able to go from using pig insulin to treat diabetes to now we can have a synthetic insulin to treat diabetes. I'm sure at some point, somebody is going to try to mimic making a synthetic form of human milk, and it's going to be touted as such that it has all the same benefits as, as mom's milk. But the points that they will never be able to replicate in human milk is that there, there is a level of genetic imprinting that happens with mom's milk that can pass on to that baby. And so, like, for instance, with donor milk, 
oftentimes some of those enti some of those entities that would be passed on to that specific dyad, the mom baby dyad, is taken away. Donut milk is great, but that that mom is making specific milk for her baby. Okay. And so, you know, a, a mom who has a preterm baby, it's, it's preterm breast milk. And so I'm sure at some point in my lifetime, there will be some type of synthetic form of, of human milk. I mean, to be honest, there already is, but I won't get in those specifics, but, um, but it's going to be extremely expensive. I'm 99% sure insurance will not cover it. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it, it is there, but right now it really exists as, as human milk fortifiers designed for preterm infants. Um, and it's, it's again, really expensive. And right. Right. Yeah. It's, it's interesting to hear you describe the ultras. I mean, that the, the milk from mom to that child. Yeah. It, there, there's no replication for it. It can only be, I mean, it's, 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 uh, it's going into the child and it's, it will digest perfectly because, or in best way possible because of the fact that it's made specifically for that child. It, it, it sounds like humans are absolutely miraculous machines to be able to do this and, and feed like that. And when you really take a step back and look at it, it's, it's awesome. It's really spectacular to think about how, how efficient it is. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's physiologically, it's, it's pretty cool to look at and, you know, if, if you're a, a nerd or a geek like myself, you can completely yeah. get into it. It's, I mean, it's, it's very cool. It's very fascinating. The science is booming because that level of protection is something that formula just really, it, it can't cover it. will. I mean, manufacturers right. will continue to buy and, and there is a complete place for, you know, for formula. If I'm being perfectly honest, they're depending upon certain diseases and disorders, there's, there's a place for formula. Um, but, you know, our plateau would be to encourage and support breastfeeding and any amount starting within those first hours okay. of life. Now, um, in terms of the Kent County Health Department, what can you stress to someone who has questions about this and they're kind of in the dark? Um, that, that's kind of the point of this because you guys are experts and you can help someone who might have questions, correct? Yep, correct. So anybody that is eligible for WIC or enrolled in WIC, enrolled in WIC they would receive services from us. And, and within those services, we have clinicians from breastfeeding care counselors to nurses to dietitians that can, you know, as, as, part, of, as part of being our, our patient or our client, you automatically receive services. But um, OBGYN offices, pediatricians, they are all, you know, extremely valuable sources for information too. Um, I would just say that, you know, in, in terms of the American Academy of Pediatrics or the World Health Organization, breastfeeding is recommended for, for two years of age. So the internet does have a lot of valuable resources. Parents just have to be really, really careful that the background on that is that it's evidence-based medicine and that it's not coming from just, you know, somebody in the cloud. Um, there are a lot of good resources out there. There are a lot of groups on Facebook and, um, you know, other mom sites where moms can share information. And so, you know, as, as we, you know, move on and expand with media and so and social media from that standpoint, 
those are huge outlets for parents. And some of them can be very good, but again, just doing, doing the homework and doing research, making sure that they're reliable resources. Okay. Um, so when they go to accesskent.com slash help, is there anything particular on the menu that they should click on or is it? Yeah. Is they, I mean, they, they can, they can gravitate to the WIC entity okay. and access Kent. And so they can find information there, scheduling of appointments, information, links to the state website also. Awesome. Awesome. Jennifer, you still there? I am. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm sorry. I didn't have a good enough question for you. Do you have, do you have, a, do you have a question for me? No, Ray did such an amazing job. <laughs> no, I just try to listen and then they pop, you know, uh, but uh, excellent. You guys do a great job. Uh, seriously, uh, all the work that you do. And I just hope, fingers crossed, that we're talking about breast milk for the whole year and, uh, and not talking pandemic. But you guys, I mean, seriously, uh, unbelievable effort from top to bottom. And you should be commended. Thanks, Eric. We appreciate your time today. You're the best. Thank you, guys. Take care. Till next bye -bye. time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.